This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven two seven B E C K. Just a tremendous, um, you know, Democrat convention last night. It was everything I think we dreamed it would be, and then some. Of course, I didn't watch one second of it, but uh, from what I heard, it was everything you could possibly want in a Democrat convention. Well, in a socialist <laughs> convention and more. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it did have a couple uh, problems with it. Um, you know, all factual arguments. Yeah, were incorrect. and that was one. Um, uh, uh, the uh, everything they spoke about was unconstitutional. Was another. Yeah, um, that was minor. However, um, they did have some feelings. There were a they lot shared, of feelings. Shared a, a lot, lot of, of feelings, which is great. Uh, burning supporters uh, marching against Hillary in Philadelphia, and they they chanted "Lock her up." Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like. Kind of like what happened at the RNC convention. Uh, uh, well, now, now Bernie's supporters, many of whom have taken to the streets in Philly, chanting the same thing as the RNC supporters. Um, at a lively Sunday march in support of former Democratic presidential candidate San- Bernie Sanders, the chance of locker up and Hillary for prison signs and T-shirts and calls for indictment were common mm. uh, among the supporters there. Attendees were more than eager to list the reasons that uh, Hillary deserved to be incarcerated, too. I'm excited to hear what their reasons are. Uh, at least once during a four-mile march, they chanted, lock her up, uh, but it doesn't list the reasons. So I'm really, you got me all excited about the reasons. And uh, they didn't share them. Uh, I guess some of them are, <laughs> you know, the Benghazi attacks, which I agree with 100%, her personal Wait a email. Uh, uh, Bernie Sanders is not complaining about the Benghazi. No, attacks. I know. That's not what they're complaining I know. about. They're complaining about the email scandal. Not the email scandal, even the, well, the one we're talking about. Well, they listed Javier Ruiz, yeah. listed the 2012 Benghazi terrorist attack. But that's not a, I mean, it's a convenient attack for Bernie supporters. What they're pissed about are this, is this WikiLeaks thing. Yeah. I mean, they all, they, the other thing, they, they all are on the Jeffy bandwagon, which is, um, in case you don't know, <laughs> Um, whenever you lose an election, you say it's been stolen. That's well, the Jeffy election, I guarantee. I believe that uh, these email leaks mm-hmm. have proven me correct. No, they have not proven Absolutely me correct. Absolutely proven me I, correct. I don't even understand what the big deal... It's funny because a lot of the people who are complaining about Donald Trump, which of course I am one, um, are talking about how they, they're pissed off at the RNC for not doing what the DNC did. Right. The DNC stepped in for the candidate they wanted. Um, And a lot of people who support, you know, Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz or Scott Walker are all saying, hey, they should have stepped in and made a difference before Donald Trump won. 
Well, that's what the DNC did. And again, what did they do? Mm. They they obviously preferred having Hillary Clinton, but it's not like they didn't make anybody vote. It's the voters' fault. The voters' fault that they gave 3.8 million more votes to Hillary Clinton than Bernie Sanders. Sorry, mm-hmm. Bernie fans. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel for you, I guess. It's the same thing I'm dealing with. My candidate didn't get enough votes either, but that's the voters' fault. It's not, it's not the DNC's fault. Mm-hmm. To me, it's not the RNC's fault. It's just, uh, you know, the bottom line is the voter. This system is designed in a way that counts on the voters to actually take the time to decipher uh, information and make a rational decision. We don't do that anymore. It's dead. It's long dead. So that, uh, that it's going to be an issue going forward. Uh, this I, is not the optimistic uh, vision you just got from Glenn, by the way, and I do realize that. But mm-hmm. that's why I'm here, to help balance. Can I give you the, uh, <laughs> the other more impressive reason than, uh, obviously more impressive than Benghazi, certainly more impressive than the email situation? Uh, something that, uh, that I've been talking about for a long time as a reason to why Hillary should be in prison. Her refusal to unconditionally de- de- condemn. Okay, she has refused mm-hmm. to unconditionally condemn hydraulic fracking. That witch. I can't. I mean, put her in prison now. Don't even give her a trial. <laughs> Do you believe that she's doing the the thing that saved our economy mm-hmm. uh, from utter ruin? Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow this president somehow only kind of opposes. Democrats take it up and say, well, her refusal to unconditionally condemn hydraulic fracking uh, <laughs> should put her in prison. What? What? <laughs> and you're right. It is, it is really what has saved the economy through tough times. Mm-hmm. The, the fracking and the, the oil industry. And they want her in prison for it. 2013, 2014 even. Uh, But I mean, before that, between 2008 and 2014, I mean, without fracking, this country is a complete disaster. I mean, it was bad anyway at times. But Mm -hmm. I mean, without fracking, it was the thing. And and luckily, there's so many dumb countries around the world that aren't doing it. We've been able to hold a, a, a sort of a monopoly on the process. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. 35 to 50,000 anti-Hillary protesters are slated to protest during the uh, DNC. I don't think we've seen those kinds of numbers yet, right? I, at least I haven't seen any footage of that. No. They've got they're, 30, they're way 50, back 000? on the other side of the fence. Sheesh. Hmm. Uh, also in the fray will be Green Party candidate Dr. Jill Stein and celebrity Sanders supporters like Susan Sarandon and Danny Glover. Well, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, no, it does not. Danny Glover is a communist from way back. See, I'm having a real problem here, Pat, because I make my decisions fully based on the the triumvirate of opinion between Danny Glover, mm-hmm. Susan Sarandon, and Sarah Silverman. Yeah. And right now, I'm getting mixed messages from the three <laughs> brain trusts. Right, because Sarah yeah. is, is on board, right? She with, was at she's the convention with Hillary. speaking last night. I'm and, with her. And she took on. Uh, the Sanders supporters. Watch. Oh, boy. Hillary is our Democratic nominee, and I will proudly vote for her. It's so inspiring. Look at that. It's so inspiring. Just a few years ago, she was a secretary, and now she's going to be president. (laughs) Come on. 
She's like the only person ever to be overqualified for a job as the president. Did you slap her on the butt there? Did you just give her a butt slap? So I figured I I mean, why not? You were there. I think Frank gave her a butt slap there. You need to play that back because I want to see. We have to see that. You just goose her? She's actually quite pretty, isn't she? Yeah, she used to, I mean, you know. She looked good there. She looked good there. I mean, back in the day. She's pretty stupid. But uh, she's very stupid. I mean, uh, and, and, you know, well, I mean, look, she's doing. Again, this is what we want out of people in this society. What we want out of people is to pe- people that she had these strong principles throughout the campaign. And what we mm-hmm. want is when she's told to do the opposite, to do it. It's what they got out of Bernie Sanders last night. And it was, everyone says they want Ted Cruz. But mm. what they want is Bernie Sanders. They want someone who says they stand for something and then do, does what they're told they when the time comes. They want to comply. Yeah. And she complied. And she did. Uh, and, you know, look, are you, if this makes you feel good watching that happen, uh, good for you. It's not for me. Um, can we watch the uh, Al Franken? Uh, okay, we got to be butt? able to see the butt. The butt I'm pretty sure that's what happened there. Uh, that's tremendous. Can we start a controversy over this? Um, can we get that moment of footage uh, queued up again? Because he's hitting it with watching. He now he's trying to. Know, he's he he's like, look at my right hand. Look at my right hand. But the left look hand. Look at my left whoop. hand. And he, and he gives her a little a pat on the butt. That's fantastic. Now, this is, a, this is an old-timey Jeffy trick. Oh, it works every time. Um, so we'll get that footage, I guess, up here uh, as soon He's as possible. He's also pointing at her uh, snoobage right he there. He is pointing at her snoobage in this picture. Watch so. this picture here. <laughs> uh, as, and that's a great word for it, snoobage. <laughs> Thank you. Um, do we have the photo that's on the screen? Look at that. Show that one? Uh, this is the footage. Uh, it's right over here. There it is. Uh, all right. There, so he's pointing at the snoobage. But that is, I don't know if that's the exact moment where he... Uh, Okay, here we go. Here's the footage of Al Franken goosing. The Bernie, can I just say, to the Bernie or bust people, you're being ridiculous. And then right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. See? Yeah, he did. He's going to say, I just have what is our, but he I just tapped her on the back. Right. right. That's what you always say, right? Oh, That's your it works excuse. Every time. I just tap, I meant to tap you on the back and You're I at the podium? Please. That's mm-hmm. a uh, so That is great. That's a strong statement at the DNC convention though. To the birdie or bus people, you're being ridiculous. Right. That's not unity, my friends. Yeah, I know. It's That's interesting. It's unity. It's, it's unity if you come along to the opinion which I'm telling you to support. <laughs> right. Right. And that is what they right. it's what re- Democrats want. I guess it's what Republicans want too. I mean, I guess. I guess that's where we are. It's not what I want, but uh, it's apparently what everyone else wants. There was another fun moment last night where a... Uh, funner than getting slapped on the butt? Little, uh, oh, yes, like even funner, Jeffy. Even okay. funner. <laughs> okay. A, a little girl uh, spoke at the DNC last night. You're going to love this. This oh, is no. awesome. And I'm the daughter of immigrants' parents. Mm-hmm. Valiente. Brave. That's what Hillary Clinton called me when I told her I was worried my parents would be deported. Even when I was little, my parents were always crying, but I didn't understand why. Soy Americana. I was... 
I mean, it's no, so utterly absurd. That? While it was a comment that I don't think he should have made because, it, you know, it was uh, it opened him up to ridiculous uh, criticism like this. The idea, his point, I can't believe I'm freaking talking for I know. His point was... We make it, though, because we rarely... Because we rarely... Maybe we rarely do, and I don't know. But we've made it before a thousand times. He was talking about... We should... The idea is, if he would have said, look, we have illegal immigrants coming in this country. Some of them commit crimes. Some of them major crimes. We shouldn't be importing crime. Yeah. That's an easy way to put what he said. But he speaks in fragmented sentences. And so it came out, they are rapists, they are this, they're that. And he said some some of of them them are. He said some of them. Some of them Um, are. He said some of them are criminals, some of them, uh, uh, you know, I can't remember what the other word was. Something something else. He said rapists. And he said, you know, I assume some of them are good people. Um, So he even, I mean, he even said some of them are good people. He's just... The way he speaks is terrible. He's a terrible communicator when it comes to these things. Yeah. And he can't complete sentences or form complete thoughts. But, but ever he was since not then. saying that every immigrant was a rapist. <laughs> right. And Eva Longoria going on stage, he go, I got news for you. Oh, My sh- parents up. were not rapists. All right. Take it easy. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it's like below low hanging fruit. It's not what he said. You know it's not what he said. He's got nine trillion actual problems to criticize. Use one of those instead of making up what you're imagining he thought at that time. Yeah. It's so stupid. I mean, and, and I will say, even Longoria is not the only person who's gone on stage and said it. It's a traditional standard talking point. When you're up against a candidate, you don't need to exaggerate about you know, you, you had to exaggerate about Mitt Romney to make him look evil, okay? You don't have to exaggerate about Donald Trump. Just say the things he said. Just quote the guy. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go in and, and exaggerate and say that he thinks all immigrants are ra- rapists because, he, A, he never even said that, and, B, you know that's not what he means. You might think that there's more of a problem um, uh, or, or less of a problem than he does with crime through uh, illegal immigration. I, I'm sure there's, a, there's plenty of room to disagree there. But to act as if he thinks... All immigrants are mono. I mean, the guy employs lots of illegal immigrants. He's hiring them all the time. He obviously doesn't think they're all rapists. And that's why it, it, they've they've used they've beaten him with the racist tag ever since. I mean, ever since that statement, he to them has been a diehard racist. And uh, I, you know, they there were some Trump supporters that actually did a pretty decent uh, job over the weekend. When, uh, I don't know, some reporter from CNN said, does it bother you that uh, white supremacists are voting for Donald Trump or that are fans of Donald Trump or whatever? And uh, he was asking it of a black man. And uh, they turned it back around on the reporter by saying, uh, does it bother you that uh, Black Panthers support Barack Obama? And they do. And uh, I thought that was just a, a, a nice way to just reposition this whole thing. Uh, it, of course, it doesn't make you a racist because racists support you. No, I guess there is a percentage, uh, percentage sort of threshold, shall we say, uh, where I would say it's, it becomes worrisome. That's what I'll yes, say. That, uh, and I will say, yes, and it's a, probably about a hundred percent or as close to it as you can get. <laughs> well, no, it's but, no, it's not. I mean, look, look, you know, there is. There are plenty of people, particularly now that I mean, when I'm talking primary time, when we're talking now, if you're a hardcore supporter of Donald Trump in the, you know, on day one, there's 
That's interesting. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. lots of people. He's going to get probably 80 mm-hmm. to 90 percent of the Republican vote. So certainly, um, again, like it's the same thing with the Trump comment. You're not, but the, the online supporters, it's, it's insanity. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, now, look, this has to do with people being visible online and, 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 and you know, the, the more active people online tend to embrace uh, hating Jews. I mean, it's just hating blacks. Uh, it does happen uh, more online than in real life. Um, so uh, we see that a lot. But it does. Look, there's an alignment here. There's a reason why David Duke's running for Senate. <laughs> he's, he's, he sees a movement here. That's pretty um, amazing. And he... In 2016, yeah. David Duke is running for Senate. Amazing. I mean... It, if you're look, if you're, I agree. But if you're David Duke, do you not pull the trigger on this here? I guess. I mean, why not? You're not going to have a better moment uh, to to try to run for office again. Now, I don't think he's going to win, obviously. Uh, but I think uh, wasn't it, it Trump's answer? Would you support David Duke for president or for Senate? No, but it would depend on who the Democrat was. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know it's just no. I mean, I, that doesn't mean I'm going to vote for the Democrat, but I can assure you I am not voting for David Duke in any yeah. circumstance. And and he kind of, I mean, he said a lot of things during that, and that was just one of many that he yeah, said. It was all opinions, I as mean, it all all available options. But I ask you this, so this, bad. this, this question, he's honestly. So bad. If, they, if the Republican Party did nominate David Duke, not for Senate, but for president, mm-hmm. he made it through the primaries. Ted Cruz makes that same speech. He gets the same reaction from these people. Yeah. The same freaking Republicans come out and criticize him for not getting in line. He's Definitely. better than Hillary. Come on now. How can you do that? Mm-hmm. So what? He was, he was, yeah, he was in the KKK. Big deal. He's better than Hillary. Line with the party. Get in line. Get on the, the Duke train. I mean, that is the same crap with the exception of the alliteration that you would get when it comes down to it. I mean, it would be the same freaking arguments. No doubt about it. Triple eight seven two seven back. You know what else is disturbing is that more than half of all American homes are in what's known as natural disaster danger zones, and about a hundred percent of American homes are in some sort of danger for something. You know, you fire danger, well, terrorism, weather, matter, terrorism. We're, we're, we're who knows? Strikes. I mean, if you think you thought you think Nice, France, would be yeah. about the safest place on earth. I mean, it's it, you know, it looks like the word nice. Still got attacked. I mean, you, you want to talk about it really anywhere. It, it doesn't make any sense. Situation. It really, you it can't really a, is. attack a place named Nice. No, you shouldn't. Um, you definitely shouldn't. Um, you want to? You want to take uh, Hell, Michigan? Um, you know, you'd think people that would be more <laughs> a likely target, but no, it was nice. Um, the point here is, uh, and we're getting a roundabout point to say that you should be prepared for any eventuality. At least mm-hmm. as many. At least you should take the basic steps. I, I, you know, when people say you got to get prepared for everything, well, you can't get prepared for everything. You're, you're never going to be prepared for everything. But you can take basic steps like a four-week food supply for ninety-nine dollars, uh, and that will knock out pretty much almost every single eventuality. Where would I get uh, that? that you oh, would I go to the grocery store and just uh, pick could. out a bunch of wheat and barley? You could, except you're going to spend a lot more than $99 on Beans. It. Um, and it's also going to mean it's it's also going to be food that's going to be very difficult to store and prepare. And very it's true. also not going to taste very good. Instead, you can Especially go to Especially when it gets the bull weevils in it. Well, I mean, it depends if you like bull weevils. Yeah. Do, you have to pur- do you have to purchase those separately? The bull weevils? No, they come, they no, come they with come it. No, they come and, with it, and oh, nice. they add protein. So, so you're good to go. if That's you like good. that, <laughs> then, then you right. know. However, I will say that an easier solution <laughs> would be uh, my Patriot Supply. There's a limit of two per caller, but four weeks of food for 99 bucks. If I don't have a phone, what do I do? Well, probably the only thing you can do is go to preparewithablaze.com, or okay. you, can sign the, you can send them a registered letter asking them to... <laughs> 
Really, that would work? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> right. I don't have the What's address. What's the address? Just, just send a registered letter to <laughs> My, My Patriot Supply. Supply. Care of four, $99 for four <laughs> weeks of preparewiththeblaze.com. <laughs> It'll probably get there. If not, go to the website. That's preparewiththeblaze.com. Preparewiththeblaze.com or call them. 888-411-5290 or the registered letter. Well, of course, yeah, also. I mean, I don't even know how to register a letter now. self-addressed stamped postcard. Self-addressed stamped uh, envelope uh, also is, is always effective. That too. Uh, 888-411-5290. 606-09, Illinois. It's my Patriot Supply. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. We found at least one delegate at the uh, DNC that has a little bit of common sense. Uh, apparently, they've turned women's restrooms into all-gender bathrooms. So all genders can go in there. You know, they're trying to infuse the party platform into uh, the actual event. And so a DNC volunteer told the Washington Free Beacon... There's only one all-gender restroom to accommodate the transgender individuals, which really pisses me off. There should be a hundred of them, a thousand. How many? A thousand of these? Uh, you should think- accommodate every single all-gender person uh, it, individually. So if there are, you know, 30,000, there should be 30,000 bathrooms that, that are all-gender. Really? Yes. Yes, but at least one of the DNC uh, delegates there is a hater. Here's what she said. I don't need no man in the in the next stall next to me while I go to the bathroom. <laughs> we need a male and a female, she said. I've got personal business. I'm trying to keep it real. It's privacy. I need privacy. Now, obviously, that person is in the KKK. Yes. A hater. Well, she's. Um, uh, well, I guess she's a Democrat. It's very possible she's in the KKK. <laughs> it's uh, <possible>. but, <laughs> uh, It's interesting because uh, that's not what you're supposed to say as a Democrat. No, it is not. Uh, and you're supposed no, to say, not. "I like going potty next to dudes." That's supposed to be your thing. <laughs> or you're um, supposed to say, "I don't even notice. I don't even care mm-hmm. if they want, if whatever they're comfortable with is I, what's fine with me." And I think there is a. Um, I think there is a generalized solution to this problem, as I've said before, with like sort of mm-hmm. expanded stall. This is not it, though. This is just a women's restroom, and they've just divided it into like any dude can go in. Yeah. Um, that is just like legitimately saying, oh, wow. "Here's a women's restroom." By the way, dudes, welcome. That's all that is. That's yeah. not. That's not mm-hmm. a. Uh, uh, you know, because you could do it. Like I've been in. I said this before. There are some like you know um, trendy New York bars right. and restaurants. And they will do this thing where there's the washroom is like generalized, like so where you're where you're you know washing your hands. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't know this part of the bathroom, Jeffy, but where you wash your hands, um, a lot of people would do that. Um, that part is like you're standing next to a woman and or a man, but whatever. not while you're going to the bathroom. When you go into right? the bathroom, there are stalls, um, and uh, they are, but they have full walls in between them. Right. Mm-hmm. And do- full doors. So you're going into essentially what is 
a small, uh, like a bathroom, like a half bathroom you'd have in your house. Right. Um, so like a tiny room with just a toilet and uh, mm-hmm. maybe a, a sink. Um, but that's it. And the next person in the one next to you can be uh, the opposite sex. So you're in that main corridor together, but you could go in there. It's essentially like having eight private bathrooms next to each other. Which is a little different than what you're seeing here. I mean, this is just uh, this is a women's bathroom, and they're just saying guys can go in there because our policy is so stupid that we can't. I mean, because what would they? What's the alternative? Keeping it men's and women's, and then they're they're hypocrites. Right. So they have to do something. Uh, yes. Um, and this is what they chose to do. Yes. Usually, it's just them being hypocrites. By the way, like with women's pay, they have to do something. Their platform says women should be paid equally. We're either going to be hypocrites, or we need to pay women equally. We're going to be hypocrites and pay them less. Yeah, they seem to always choose the hypocrisy there. Usually, they do. Um, Michelle last night on how great America is right now. <laughs> Don't let anyone ever tell you that this country isn't great. That somehow we need to make it great again, because this right now is the greatest country on earth. Oh, God, I mean, you are famous for saying yeah. you're not proud of your country. It's unbelievable, and as my, man. my daughters prepare to set out God, into the world, me. I want a leader who is worthy of that truth. A leader who is worthy of my girl's promise and all our kids' promise. A leader who will be guided every day by the love and hope and impossibly big dreams that we all have for our children. I saw this part. Oh, just God, that is agonizing. I will say... This is the woman who said uh, that, first of all, we got to change everything about us, our history, our traditions, our conversation. we got to move to a different place because we sucked so bad. Yep. This is the woman who said she was proud of her country for the first time when her husband got the nomination. This is the woman who stood in front of USC graduates at, at Southern Cal and told them uh, about prejudice and hatred and division, and that's America. Hmm. You don't come to me now and tell me that this is the greatest country in the world when you've never believed that. No. I mean, now that you've fundamentally transformed it, you think it's great? Or I will say that if you read her it's speech... It's unbelievable. It, it, she seems to take... Uh, she puts some effort into essentially that point, which is he made it great. He right. made it, yeah. You know, again, it's, it's I've never been pr- in my no, first adult not. life, I've never been proud of the country until now because my husband might be the president. Mm-hmm. Um, that argument is sort of encapsulated in there, although much mm-hmm. more subtly. Um, it does not encapsulate, though, however, how bad she thinks the country is. Again, she said her mm-hmm. way of saying it was like, hey, I live in a house built by slaves. As Pat uh, pointed out. Yeah, the 52,000 square foot house? Yeah. That's 150 rooms. That's hmm. uh, a with a bowling alley in it. <laughs> is it that house? Yeah, it's that, that house. was built by slaves. I mean, uh, that's crazy. And yes, the White House was, in part, built by slaves in you know 1803 or whatever it was, 1800. Um, w- uh, but y- you are a black woman living there now. And I think with your president husband, if you want to look at it positively, if you want to look at her speech positively, which I typically do not, uh, you could say that was essentially her point. Her point was, look how bad it was here. And now look, that's certainly what she would say. And she was trying to do that. I think at times the issue is that I think what she what I would because I would agree with that. Would you not? Like, I would agree the idea that here's this is a country that had slavery built the White House. Now a black couple is living in it. 
That's amazing. My point on that crossover is totally different than hers. Right. I think that we had very good principles. We moved it over a long period of time. There was a lot of good, even in the time period she's talking about. Many people were heroic fighting against slavery even back then. Yeah. And we, we made incredible progress um, because of policies she generally opposes. Um, and we made that process over a long period of time, and it's been good for a long time. She's like, it was really crappy till 2009. Right. That's her viewpoint. It is. And, you know, it is. So, I mean, we both agree that in the 1700s it was it's bad for black people, way. and in yeah. 2016 it's pretty good for black people. Uh, although she would still not agree with that. Again, this is a woman who's uh, part of a party that's going to trot out a bunch of, of women who lost their children to police brutality, quote unquote. Um, and, you know, th- that is the same. The people that are saying, oh, look, I'm in the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, black people made it to the White House. Look how glorious it is. It's the greatest country on earth. By the way, black people are being unfairly targeted by police almost all the time. That's the same people. And it's like, well, you know, progressives are progressives. They, they're not, they don't, they, it's not part of their DNA to try to be consistent. I understand that. But it was really intolerable out of Michelle Obama last night because, like, she just doesn't genuinely believe that. If she did, she wouldn't have these – every every time she's quoted out of a uh, speech at a a university – She's always, you know, giving those speeches and she's the and she's always saying, hey, by the way, you know how crappy it is for you? It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, she's saying that all the time. She doesn't actually believe that. She just gets on the big stage and makes the comments about how wonderful America is, because as Glenn pointed out in the first hour, they're targeting the dummy vote. He didn't say it that that meanly, but that's the way we've talked about it before. Well, they're going to get it. I mean, Mm. she had to. If if she was speaking the truth, she wouldn't be up there saying how great Hillary Clinton was either. I mean, oh, that's I for mean, sure. I mean, her and Hillary and... Yeah, they don't like each no. other. No. No way. No. 888 back More Pat and Stu coming up. Some breaking news. Uh, hmm. One of the most important commentators in America, Alex Jones, is back, uh, back on. <laughs> is about to be back on your screens, and I, I warn you, if you have children, um, I mean, why did you, you don't bring want him to into see this, this world? To be perfectly honest, yeah. but secondarily, you don't want to see this. You, you um, don't want him to see this. Here, this is, why not? Well, because I think there's a moment coming up where. I mean, it's, it might be Jeffy friendly, but no one else wants to see this happen. Uh, I present to you the transformation I'm kind of, then. of Alex Jones going shirtless. Oh, no. Down with Donald Trump. I think it's totally normal to have the RNC on national TV everywhere saying we're going to take his delegates and ignore them and take states like Louisiana and give it to Ted Cruz and ignore the popular vote. That's not what Damn happened. right. That's not what happened. Damn right. Damn right that's liberal. And take Bernie Sanders' states he's been winning and give them to Hillary. He have did. the New York Daily News admit they're still in the election. That That's did. liberal. That didn't happen. I've got the moral authority. You I say, we're going to arrest you. <laughs> we got power now. Oh, God, it's still going to be liberal. Oh, God, it's so good right now. Hold on a minute. I'm feeling really powerful right now. 
Oh, you were going to submit to us. Our town of liberalism is here. You drink that fluoride. You take those vaccines. Donald Trump's vaccines might be dangerous because one of his kids got hurt. Shut up! If you don't have free speech, you understand? Listen to me. I rule this country now. I'm liberal. Screw him. Ban his free speech right now. Ban it! Let me tell you what else you do. <laughs> you don't visit InfoWarsLife.com with the number one new vitamin, oh, mineral fusion, the organic good. concentrated oh, minerals, advanced multi all formula, that's... better than anything out there. We've got to promote push. We've promoted some good stuff. That is unbelievable. I'll have to hawk the stuff. Wow. Weird. I mean, absolutely weird. Half the time, you just don't know what it is you just witnessed. Do you? Or listen to. Well, you would that guy. someone off their medication. Ah, it's unbelievable. I think man. it's someone on a different type of medication. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, boy. On a lot. Jeffy, of come over here and stand by him and do this. Pose. <laughs> oh yeah, please, Jeffy. And let's uh, let's get a look at that. Now, Jeffy obviously is in better shape than Alex Jones, right, but other than that, but... it fits pretty well. Like, <laughs> let's look at this. <laughs> you guys, I mean, it's unbelievable. Certainly brothers, if not twins. Certainly. You're damn right we're liberal. No, 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 sir, no, sir. No, 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 thank you. That was very good camera work there, by the way. Because that would have been... So, are you a believer in this Russian WikiLeaks part of the WikiLeaks part of this? I mean, I was pretty amazed to see uh, this story on The Observer. Now, The Observer, you might know, is owned by Jared Kushner, um, who is married to Ivanka Trump. So uh, very oh, much wow. in the campaign. Um, okay. Uh, of mm-hmm. this, and has endorsed Donald Trump. Uh, recent WikiLeaks dump of 20,000 emails belonging to the Democratic National Committee has caused mm-hmm. political sensation and a scandal on a grand scale. Internal com- communications reveal nothing flattering about the DNC or Hillary Clinton. WikiLeaks has thrown an ugly wrench into Hillary's coronation. DNC emails reveal that she's shady and dishonest, not to mention corrupt. Blah, blah, blah. The ramifications of this uh, massive leak are already serious. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, sadly, sadly, has been forced to step down. She Mm. won't even do the the gavel thing now. We know that. Hmm. No secret that the DNC was recently subject to a major hack, one which independent cybersecurity experts easily assessed as being the work of Russian intelligence through previously known cutouts. One of them, called Cozy Bear, or Apartment 29, has used spear phishing to gain illegal access to many private networks in the West, as well as the White House, the State Department, Joint Chiefs of Staff, as well, last year. Another hacking group involved in the attack of the DNC, called Fancy Bear, or Apartment 28, is a well-known Russian fr- a Russian front, as the Observer has previously called So there's Cozy Bear, Apartment 29, and Fancy Bear, Apartment 28. Yes. Those All are right. the two. Okay. These bears didn't uh, make much efforts to hide the DNC <clears throat> hack. In one case, leaving behind a Russian name uh, as a signature and Kremlin attribution has been confirmed by independent analysis as uh, a second cybersecurity firm. The answer then is simple. Russian hackers working for the Kremlin uh, cyber pilfered the DNC, then passed the data, including thousands of unflattering emails to WikiLeaks, which has shown it to the world. Story goes on and on and on. Um, I thought the most important part of it, though, was in there they talk about the ties of the Trump campaign to the Kremlin. And again, this is owned by, by the guy, Ivanka Trump's wife? Husband. I mean, husband. Yeah. Ivanka Trump's, Ivanka Trump's husband owns this site. Yeah. And here, I, here is I the I mean, observer. Trump can't be happy with that, right? I know. And this is the second time they've gone out and done this. Because it's, wow. look, the observer is known of being wow. a generally liberal paper. 
Um, and, of course, Kushner mm. is also ge- known to be generally liberal, as you saw with Ivanka. She's known to be generally liberal. And, of course, by the way, Donald Trump has been known to be generally liberal. Um, so, mm. uh, you know, th- they have all these people running a liberal site, and then all of a sudden they come out and endorse Donald Trump because, you know, I, I'm married to his daughter, um, and that winds up mm. with a lot of these uncomfortable moments. Um, but they point out that absolutely Assange is, at this point, as well as Snowden, uh, actors for the Russian government. They are working on their behalf. Uh, they are working on their behalf to get Donald Trump elected was the, was the main focus of the piece. Wow. Kind of amazing. And Snowden, they say Edward Snowden is working for the Russians now, yeah. too. Um, in fact, they say that WikiLeaks mm. arranged um, Snowden's arrival in <clears throat> Russia because they knew the FSB was friendly to people <clears throat> leaking things about um, the government uh, here. And now, apparently, the DNC, interestingly, too, uh, goes through that some of these emails apparently aren't real. Um, what the Russians have done is leak a bunch of legitimate emails and then slide some in that are fake in the middle of it. So everyone really? assumes they're all wow. real, but apparently they're actually not all real, including one that targets James Carville um, uh, for saying something he didn't say. Hmm. Uh, which is kind of interesting, at least uh, if it's you know if it all winds up playing out. But I, I found it interesting to say because it's Paul Manafort has been the guy who's been working with, you know, these very closely aligned uh, Russian um, sources and dictators uh, of puppet regimes and such mm-hmm. for many years, um, and that's why he was they were able to get him at the time. Trump uh, hired Manafort. He was not in demand at all. He was just the best guy they could get because. Most people were not taking jobs with him at that point. Now, some of that has started to happen now that he's the nominee, but people wanted to, at that point, avoid the Trump campaign because it was looked at as a disaster for for their future. Well, not for Paul Manafort. Manafort already didn't have a future. He was working with Russian dictators. You know, he was working with, uh, you know, the Russian-backed Ukrainian uh, dictator. Um, he was work- He was, you know, in those circles anyway and kind of had given up, I think, on a U.S. political future. And that's why he was able to be brought back into the campaign at that time. Now, look, things have changed and people have lined up behind Trump. But still, it's an interesting thing to see in the observer of all places. Yeah, it is. 888 beck more Pat and Stu is uh, inevitable. Back. It's Pat and Stu, of course. Uh, we've been concerned lately about uh, the biggest threat uh, in the world today, and that, of course, is air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Destroying our planet. I will say. Killing the ozone. In this room today, I kind of agree. Oh. <laughs> it is freaking. I mean, we complain about it being Arctic in here. It is it's colder cold. than Arctic. It is really cold. It is, we're not even on this planet. It's the we're, surface of the sun we, outside. We it is outside, right. yes. You know the what? surface the of the sun. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about being inside is to divide yourself from the outside so that it doesn't matter what it is outside. That's actually and why that's you feel inside. And that's what we've done. Right, but it's. Too cold. Too cold. It's like on Neptune or something. Right? Well, Neptune. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's It'll cold be cold there. It'll be cold in <laughs> Neptune. Is what I'm Definitely saying. Definitely be probably two or three hundred below zero. Although, I mean, look, we um, know that's a huge threat. That's yeah. the truth. It is. It is. As John Kerry just said, as we were working together on the challenge of ISIS and terrorism, it's hard for some people to grasp it. But what we, you, are doing here right now, and that was uh, people fighting uh, global warming, right? is of equal importance because it has the ability to literally save life on the planet itself. <sighs> Kerry said most of the substances banned in the Montreal Protocol have increased the use of EGFCs. Hydrofluorocarbons! And claimed that the coolant was thousands times more potent than, H than the CO2. He also said the uh, increase of HFCs have... That led to uh, the trend in global climate change. By the way, um, the use of hydrofluorocarbons is unfortunately mm. growing, mm. Stu. Mm. It's interesting. The Montreal Protocol was a one of these giant global things they did. Mm -hmm. um, and what he's saying here is the substances were banned in the Montreal Protocol, mm -hmm. which led to an increased use Wait. of something else, which, to quote the article, uh, ha is thousands of times more potent than CO2. So it's almost like when these guys do these things, they screw them up so badly and create other problems. Yeah, it's almost like that. It's almost. It's not like uh, that at all. Not it's quite almost. like that, but it's almost. But already, Stu, the HFCs, or the hydrofluorocarbons, uh, use in refrigerators, air conditioners, and other items are emitting an entire gigaton... <laughs> Of carbon dioxide equivalent pollution into the atmosphere annually. Now, if that sounds like a lot, my friends, it, it's because it is. That's why it sounds like it, because it is. It's the equivalent to emissions from nearly 300 coal-fired power plants every single year. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Gengis Khan. Wow. In a fashion reminiscent of Gengis Khan with hydrofluorocarbons. It's quite a distance. You know, what's worse than Gengis Khan is hydrofluorocarbons. And what's worse than, than extremist terrorists whose religion we don't know we'll is hydrofluorocarbons. And we'll never know. We may never know, we'll never Stu. Know motivation. We may never know. But Pathetic. it's hydro. Hydrofluorocarbons from the 1987 Montreal Protocol. That's what we're talking about here today, and I don't really know why. But we've got a great segment with Glenn Beck coming up ah! in a minute. DNC convention. Uh, kind of psyched about uh, night number three because that's my night that I get to watch. Yeah, tonight. And uh, uh, that, that, Jeffy's tonight, tonight. That comes complete with Barack Obama. Oh my gosh. And Joe Biden. 
You know that's going to be you some fun. You picked tonight. I did. Don't you, aren't you also to get Kane that night? Tim Kane? Is Tim Kane on? I kind of, but he's usually the VPO speaks at night three. It's an exciting night, man. Now, tonight, yeah. Jeffy has the Black Lives Matter people. Oh, I, I don't know wait. if these mothers are actually Black Lives Matter official members, but uh, you're going to hear. <laughs> Called Mothers of the Movement. Mothers I mean, of they, the Movement. They're scheduled to speak after Bill Clinton. Really? What I mean, are they really? They're scheduled on the DNC website. I don't think after so. After Bill, I don't think so. The, the write-up I think was the New York Times had a, a list of who was. You speaking. can't. You can't have no, Washington speak Post. after a former president. Right, I'm just saying what right? I looked at yesterday from He's the list. President. They were on after Bill. Washington Post. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, they are before. So you got so from mothers of the movement. You got mothers of the movement, which is the parents of Eric Garner, mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin, Dontre <laughs> Hamilton, Jordan <clears throat> Davis, uh, Michael Brown. Uh, Hadia Pendleton wow. and Sandra Bland. I hope okay, it's like Sandra Bland. Let's, let's take suicide, these. Right? Yep, in committed Texas. suicide. Mm. Uh, Michael Brown rushed the police officer after beating him already. And, and robbing a convenience store. And robbing a convenience store. Uh, Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin was not shot by a police officer nor a white guy. He was shot by a Hispanic after he was beating the Hispanic's head into the pavement. And broke his nose. And broke his nose. Uh, who else is Eric there? Garner. Eric Garner. We said, tend to agree with the... Is legitimate. That's a legitimate yeah. beef. Uh, just was, as I'm sure there's some white people who've been killed needlessly. Sure, absolutely. Um, he he was killed needlessly. I uh, That's a tough one. Um, uh, who else? Uh, let's see. Some of the other ones I don't know. Dontre Hamilton. Jordan Davis was a Hamilton story. might be the one shot in the back in the park. Another legitimate beef. Jordan Davis was a... Well, I heard... Lucia McBath, who is uh, her, his mother, um, I heard her on, I think, a CNN this morning, really well-spoken. I mean, it was really, t- it, like, just, you know, uh, sad and devastating story. And I, I don't know, that I'd never heard this particular story before, but she claimed she was going, sorry, I'm being very distracted by Pat. <laughs> I was trying to do this serious thing, and I was like, "What is happening over here?" I don't even know what I just said. I feel like I'm like I don't know what happened here. There's some kind of heat coming through my chair. Oh no! They they turned. They switched chairs. That's because we switched chairs on you. Oh, okay. Because I have a heater. Where is this freaking heat coming from? What happens? I have a heater behind my chair all the time because I'm (laughs) so so cold. I'm looking for the heater. I thought, did they bring out a second heater? So what happened was we had the wrong chair. Like there's certain like this is my chair and that's Pat's chair, but they were Uh switched. So in the break, they switched them, but the The, back of the chair is still going to be. The chairs almost look the same though. It's funny that they would be different. It is Mm -hmm. like with that thing constantly on. Yeah. Uh, you mu- it must be hot as a pig over there. <laughs> it is pretty warm. Like, wow. Uh, so okay. I don't know what the Sorry. hell I was talking about. I don't either. I saw something. Oh, no, it was the CNN interview where she described it. I guess uh, it was on the Thanksgiving. She talked to her son. Uh, she, mm-hmm. He then went shopping the next day, went to a um, convenience store, and was shot in the car of the convenience store because whoever shot her or whoever shot him didn't like the loud music they were playing. That's how they presented it. I do not. There's so many of these. Obviously, they get promoted by the media. Oh. Um, about half of them are. So you don't know the I don't know story. It, I don't know. That was the story. I just don't know whether it's true. Right. You know, Dontre, Dontre Hamilton was not the Carolina guy. That was this. Oh. Dontre was in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, he got shot 14 times. 
14 times. By the, now, the police and the district attorney, according, according to Wikipedia now, district attorney uh, didn't bring charges against the police, but he quit. The policeman walked away. Uh, so, why? So why was he shot 14 times? What were the circumstances? Were they? Was he armed? I mean, if the guy's armed and you got shot 14 times, so be they it. They said the use was um, self-defense. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Again, a lot of times when they're not mm. armed, if, if we saw this with a white guy just the other day. Goes for, kept reaching for something behind him, kept reaching for something right. behind him, and eventually the, gets shot. The he, cop he, he, doesn't know if you're armed or again, not. The, again, yeah, the, 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 at the end of the day, oh. they say he was unarmed. Mm-hmm. However, he was reaching for something in, the, in his belt, and they thought he was going to pull out a gun, so they shot him. Still. Yes. Um, could you... Pat, do you want to trade days? Oh, no, no, no. Jeffy, no. No, no, no. No. Do you want to trade days? No, no, no. Wait, not. Because I don't mind the Black Lives Matter, but I was just looking at this Lena Dunham. <laughs> oh, the Lena Dunham I, thing is going to be... De- I hate her. She's terrible. And I she's really, with I, some I, other... I shouldn't say I hate her. I just dislike her very much. Uh, America Ferrera. Who's America Ferrera? Wasn't she in like she's a little sh- actress in uh, uh, one of those dumb shows? I want to say Punky know. Brewster, but that's not her. No, it's not Punky Brewster. <laughs> Ugly <laughs> Betty. Betty. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's oh, agonizing too, because yeah. she's a loud mouth. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Triple eight seven two seven. Wait, wait. See, this is not unity. What we're doing here, we're calling people loud mouths. We're saying they're terrible. Oh, yeah, no, that's not, why we need to get unifying to unifying at all. No, it's not unifying at all. We we blew this one. That's just why Glenn is here. Because Glenn, what we, mm. we do is does not unify anybody, and then Glenn comes in and tries to unify people afterwards. That's kind of his role. So that's what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play that so he can unify everybody. Yeah, check this out. He kind of ununified people. We, we've broken you apart. De-unified. Now come together. Watch disunity, ununity. I just have to tell you before we start. This is a super family right here. Mom in the commercial just corrected me for my my language, and I'm like, what language? And thank you for that. And in fact, her son was the one who says, and you really need to clean up your books, too. (laughs) Yes, sir. So thank you. Okay, so let's have have this conversation. And I I want to involve involve you guys. What uh, Lynn just said was, want somebody to blow the system up. Knowing history like I do, that is not something I want to do. Um, Because we as Americans, we take our system and our, our stability for granted. When you start pulling things apart in stability, it can spiral out of control that fast. And before you know it, look how, look how fast um, uh, uh, New Orleans spiraled into escape from New York within 72 hours. People lose their minds when all of a sudden there's a break in stability. Um, and usually, you know, our founders didn't just pull the rug out. They had built a stable, in fact, they talk about it in a lot of their letters, the people will be strong enough for this. The people are good enough, strong enough, moral enough to be able to hold this together while we find our way. I mean, you just corrected me. Do you think we're stable enough, moral enough to be able to hold ourselves together? Anybody? Tony, let's start with you. Thank you, but uh, you're right. Uh, we are losing the country 
family by family. And it, it's up to the parents to educate their children as to what those moral values are. And to get to your point, we are that city on the hill for the world. And if we lose it, what will the world look after? Where, where are they going to turn? I'm just like many else, everyone else here. We're all immigrants into this great nation. But there's a right way to get in and there's a wrong way. And I'm first generation born in the U.S. My parents sacrificed a lot to get here. But they did not give up on the values and principles that this nation was found on. They came in the right way. And we need to encourage that so that others can also have that same freedom and, and dream to, of what it means. We're losing that dream. Can we, because would anybody comment on this? Can we, rest, can, I don't even know if we can restore, because that's not quite right. Can we ever accomplish um, the, the goals that our founders set up by, through compromising our values and principles? Squid? No way. So um, the Constitution is the most perfect document um, for governing any group of individuals. And so, I mean, um, to, to not really restore, but to kind of create another America or something similar to it, um, we can't compromise our principles because that's, like the, that's the thing that made America America. Um, everybody didn't have necessarily the same principles, but everybody... Um, had had a core, and that was really the Constitution and and America, the the, the revolution and, and the history of it. And so, I mean, yeah. Can can I just see? Come here, come here. You, you you, mom and dad, come here just for a second, just for a second. We got to hug this out. That is, you've raised two great kids. Well, I don't know about you, Sophia, because you haven't said anything yet. But that is, uh, thank you for thank you for knowing that. Thank you for knowing that. Um, I don't think we can blow it up because I don't think the majority of our country can handle freedom. For instance, I don't know if you could, I, I, I don't know if, if we had a magic wand and we got rid of all of the department of name it, I think you'd have riots on the streets because people don't understand self-reliance. That's only one of the principles. We were talking about Margaret Sanger in uh, my new book is coming out in a couple of weeks, um, Liar, Liars. I go through a lot of the progressive icons, and uh, one of them is Margaret Sanger. And because this is more of a, it's not just a history book, it's also psychologically, why do we buy into these lies? And it, it, it uh, presents a, a theory that I think is right, and we've, we've had some, you know, um, uh, medical experts look at the theory and say, Could, is, there any pr- is there any way to prove this? And we think we have it. Why does this work? But when we look at the people, we're trying to figure out why did they become this way? And they all had some huge tragedy happen in their life. And Margaret Sanger, when she was young, there were 11 kids. She was the oldest. Dad was away. Mom was at home. Knock at the door. It's in the depression of the 1890s. Knock at the door. Two guys are in the back. Dad is a a deeply Christian social warrior who lets anybody into the house and feed them and send them on their way. Take care of them. Sleep over at night. But dad's gone. And 
they come in and she opens the door and that's when she sees one of them start to drink. And she gets a really bad feeling and she closes the door. And she says, my husband is away. He's coming right back home, but um, you'll have to come back later. Well, now she said, there's no man at home. They force their way in. Um, she looks at Margaret and says, grab the kids and the dogs. Take them upstairs. Stay at the top of the stairs. Don't come down. No matter what you hear, don't come down. So they take and start to steal. They, take, they start to take everything. And then one of them looks at her and says, but... We're going to have fun with you before we leave. That's when mom takes a knife and she starts trying to hurt them and get them out. Well, it's turned on her. It ends up she's beaten, mistreated horribly. She's laying on the floor of the kitchen. And um, she bleeds almost to death because Margaret obeys her mother and doesn't come down until dad comes home. So mom's bleeding on the kitchen floor, and she dies shortly thereafter. That changed her. I told that story on the air the other day, and it started a conversation of, I think Pat said, you know, my grandparents would have done that. And I remember my grandma during the Great Depression. She told stories of how the hobos would come to the back door and she'd always have a sandwich or something. And I thought to myself, if a Great Depression hits us now in some places, why I live in Texas, in some places, but not all places, even in Texas. If somebody comes to the door, are you going to feed them? Are you going to let them in? Stu said his mom and dad used to let people in and had them stay overnight to take care of them. You going to do that? I don't think we're the same people that we were. And until we get that down, until we really understand that we're all in this together, and that's the problem we have right now. We've divided ourselves up or we have allowed ourselves to be divided up in so many groups that unless you are like me, you look like me, you have my faith, you vote the way I do, you're an enemy. We don't survive that way, especially when trouble comes. And when trouble comes, and I said this to Ted Cruz, I want you to know, Lynn, when you said, or I think it was you, Terry, when you said, I, you know, about, I'm not worried about his dictatorial uh, tendencies. You should be, because I worried about them with Ted Cruz. And here's why. You know what's happening globally. The, the world is being melted from the core out. And all the deck chairs are going to be reshuffled. All the borders are going to change. Everything's going to be remolded. And it's intentional. And when the banks collapse, which they will, they always do. It, I mean, it ha it's happened probably 25 times in our nation's history. It happens. It just had to happen in our lifetime. We're way overdue. When it happens, you're going to have problems. And if you can't tell me that you couldn't see that in over the next two years, with the right conditions that are probable, that somebody has to declare martial law to keep the place safe until we gain order. You're living in a fantasy world because it's coming. Trouble, deep trouble is coming. The question is, can you trust the person at the helm to give it back? And that's what takes real character. That's what we should be concerned about.
And uh, welcome to Pat and Stu. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, mystery ancient human ancestors have been found in uh, the Australia... Australia Sun? Sun? Australia Australasian. Australasian? Australasian. Family tree. And what they're so saying the is Aus- that... It's Australia, Australia Asia slash Asia when they were together. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one of those human ancestors have been found. And everyone knows Asia, obviously, but I don't know everyone knows the super band Australia. And when they were together, it was Australasia. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't didn't know Australia mm. at the time. Yeah. Good band? Eh, it's all right. I mean, yeah, it's okay. that power pop crap. <laughs> <laughs> An unknown hominin species that bred with early human ancestors when they migrated from Africa to Australasia. Uh, has been identified through genome mapping of living humans. Yeah. By the way, we have a video of one of the actual uh, specimens of this. Oh, ancient, good, good, this, good. I uh, want non-developed. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeffy. That's not human. That's, you're you're no, lying. What is pre, that? Come on. It's a pre. That's not human species. That's uh, not even specimen. humanoid, is it? No. Let me see that again, because there's no way that's even humanoid. Now, the one thing that's interesting about this is it that's can not do terrible. this, and can also mm. say the word spoons and 18. <laughs> mm. So there you go. Uh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Is that fun? That was fun, right, yeah. Jeffy? Jeffy liked it. Yeah, you yeah. liked it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Um, Better than what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were just going to come here. <laughs> Chancellor Merkel is under fire now from this refugee policy. Now, she's been basically importing unlimited amounts of immigrants from Syria. That's basically the... You come down in millions. Of, so? I'm just telling you what the policy is, and okay. that she's under fire for it. All right. Why is she under fire for something like that, for a humanitarian <laughs> effort like There's that? There's been four attacks in a week. And? Um, so? What are uh, the you unprecedented saying? bloodshed. And let's be honest about it. When you're talking Germany there's, Germany, there's no such thing as unprecedented bloodshed. You don't get to say that when you're doing a story about Germany. Well, not unless you've <laughs> killed like 100 million people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Four attacks in a week, not unprecedented no. uh, in that particular nation. Um, a 17-year-old from Afghanistan wielding an axe attacked people on a train. Sunday, a 21-year-old Syrian used a machete to kill a Polish woman. Um, mm-hmm. Sunday, a 27-year-old Syrian was denied uh, asylum, but then uh, detonated a backpack of explosives and shrapnel on the ent- entrance to an mm-hmm. outdoor music festival. Uh, wounded 15 people. Have there been no German murders in that amount of time? You don't know, but uh, I mean... Okay, then. If you can't say for certain that no German people have m- well, murdered other German people. They said four attacks in a week. Three of them are ca- carried out by asylum seekers. So only 75% of the attacks are coming from asylum seekers. Yeah, that's not 100%, story. is it? That's not it's 100%. Not. It's not. So. Um, uh, Muslim suicide I mean, bomber. Are they ever going to get pissed off about this in Germany? Where t- To where they... You know, demand changes here I in this policy. Before, I am stu- stunned that there has not been a larger global movement to go in there and kick the crap out of these people. Me too. When it comes to ISIS. Especially when it's happening so much in Germany. You just mentioned four times in a week, right? Germany, France, UK. France, it's happening over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. In the UK, Brussels. it's happening. In Brussels, it happened. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's happening all over the continent. And all over think- Europe. And, of course, it's happened here, too, in the United States, where yep. you have uh, multiple attacks. Um, uh, Orlando, uh, San Bernardino being a couple of the major ones. Um, you'd think at some point 
that there would be a larger movement for, and I'm, I'm talking about 120,000 troops from all these countries and going back in there and doing this again. And I'm, um, and I'm not saying that I'm I, willing for American troops. You know, I, I don't want to speak for American troops, but if it were me and I was the head of this country, I would be willing to commit a good number of American troops to this effort. Would you not at I'm this point? I'm surprised uh, that there isn't more of a push for it. I think me the too. only thing in the way is probably. Um, you know, the president doesn't want to do it. And I mean, like, the only thing in the way globally, I mean, I got to believe, like, France is like, we got to do something here. But if yeah. we're saying no, they might well, not do it. I don't know. You've got a, I mean, you've got we a pacifist socialist in France. Mm -hmm. You've got, uh, I mean, uh, Merkel's deal, I, I don't know what her deal is. Yeah. Uh, it's bizarre. It sure is. And, and, and in Great Britain, they've had, you know, a liberal pacifist. So... This new woman is supposed to be conservative along the lines of Margaret Thatcher, but I, I mm. doubt she's Margaret Thatcher-esque. I, I don't know. It, it, it does take good leadership to make something like this happen. Uh, but it would seem that the powers, the NATO powers could get together, get in there, and just finish this job. Just go in totally committed to killing all of these terrorists. News be damned. And wiping out the problem. And yeah, that's I, never the problem is going the problem is the the reporting, right? I mean, you're never going to be I, able to do I that guess. go in and I, I don't know. If you're if you're unified, I uh, I don't know. I don't the Western world is unified on that? I don't think it ever happens unless it gets really ugly. And I'm not talking about, you know, hey, 50 people die here, 20 people die there. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, a major Hundreds nuclear every day. a nuclear attack. You know, a massive, and that's not really the, the game plan of ISIS, well, no, it doesn't it's seem. Not. It's all smaller attacks, things that are easier to do um, in places where there are gun-free zones and mm -hmm. in places that aren't protected. It does seem like that's more well, They want model. you nervous and ready to submit when they walk through. Yeah, they want, they want a constant stream of, you know, uh, people being <clears throat> scared wherever they go yep. a little bit. Um, you know, they, you know, too much planning goes into those big attacks that are difficult to pull off, um, and you know that's why we haven't seen anything. People keep talking about all these attacks that go on um, overseas, and you know, they're, some of them have been pretty big. Not to mention the ones in like Baghdad, where a couple hundred people will die at a clip. But think about that: we had three thousand people in a day. Right. That is unbelievable that that happened here. Mm -hmm. That's why it still drives so much of what you know how we think. In this country, it was that big of a deal, um, but you know, it's 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 interesting to see that kind of play. I, I am surprised there isn't, like, because there doesn't even really seem to be that push from from the right. I mean, you know, Donald Trump, I'm going to bomb the s out of him. You know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Ben Carson told us that. Believe he would go me, in I will Believe take care of the problem. Believe me, but I, I, what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. There doesn't seem to be that huge movement. I mean, no, I think I would isn't. be like, I don't. Think I want to lead something like that uh, at this point? Uh, you know, as a, as the I don't want to go in again like it's our gig. I, I'm sick of that. It never works out. Well, that's the problem. I mean, that's one of the main problems, right? And we're only one of many victims in this. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I know, but they're way, but we're the leaders, right? And I, I mean, we've I, always I been looked would, upon as the leaders. I don't think I would step into that role. You know, I, I I would like to not have to do anything, but I mean, it does seem like more and more we're going to have to do something at some point. Where are um, the Liechtensteinians on this? Uh, they say Why they love they? ISIS. They, they actually do? changed their flag to the ISIS flag. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. they're probably not going to be involved. So we can't count on them. No, we can't.
No, we cannot. Now, Liechtenstein got serious about it. Now, Luxembourg, they actually will execute anyone who doesn't look like them. Yes. I mean, so they're a little harsher. The, yes, the, the, they that are. battle between Luxembourg and Liechtenstein <laughs> is brutal. I, I hope that uh, they never get serious about ending that war because there'll be bloodshed on a scale like we've never seen before yeah. on this oh, planet. Oh, yeah. Yep. And we're going to actually, um, if that does happen, we're sending Jeffy to cover it <laughs> just to see what happens. Oh, we forgot your press sign that you have to, you're supposed to wear. Oopsie. Um, so that, that's, that's the only story on this front. A 27-year-old a Syrian Muslim detonated a suicide bomb outside of a German mu- music festival, killing himself and injuring 12. We kind of told you the details a little bit about that. But Reuters uh, mentioned um, that uh, they were just a Syrian migrant <laughs> who was killed in the German blast. You've got to be kidding me. Oh, good golly. All right. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, what I mean by having the press on your side, right? Yeah. You're going to be hard-pressed to ever just go in and, and that's what you're really take it. Yeah. yeah. And really, I mean, I mean, you go back and you look at a you know, time like World War II where we just didn't care. Like, we tried to manipulate the press, not. and yeah. the press cheered on a lot of the stuff that we did, even that some of the, the stuff difference. that was more questionable. Yeah. Um, but, now it's it's they're constantly tearing down these efforts, um, and you know I think people now look back at the Iraq war and say they they weren't tough enough, and I, I don't think that's uh, true, uh, but uh, they were certainly tough enough on the war. Whether they could have maybe learned some more intelligence than all these countries had, I don't know. Think about what we did in World War II. I mean, we indiscriminately bombed German cities and Japanese cities. Not military targets, mm-hmm. not military bases. We bombed cities, oh, I mean, and these bombs didn't decide where they went. You know, they, they were, were just dumb bombs. bombs. Mm-hmm. They just fell where you dropped them, and and what was ever whatever was underneath was what blew up. And I mean, we killed hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's we've gone from that to a place where. We won't even consider killing bad people if there is a chance of hurting yeah. an innocent bystander anywhere in the region. Shrapnel flew I into mean, Doctors Without Borders fence. Right? Oh, no. Right. I, it's pretty amazing, the transition that has happened in the last 60 years. It's, it's unbelievable. It is. And, I mean, part of this is good. Um, you know, yeah, you I, want to be concerned about yeah. collateral damage. And you the, do. The, the, the death toll uh, from wars globally has fallen dramatically because that's not the way wars are typically fought anymore. It right. also hard, makes them a lot harder to win. Exactly. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, look, I, I want to be a country that does this at the last resort. I want to be the country that does not necessarily go into every single place that where there's a little bit of strife or uh, something we don't like and, and go bomb. And I think I've moved that way. I think we all kind of have. I mean, at least we had a, you know, uh, I think the country had moved that way a little bit until very recently, um, you know, particularly the Republican Party. I don't wa- I don't like I don't think this has worked out well, um, you know, over the past a couple decades, our stance on this. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not to say that, I mean, I agreed with the Iraq war at the time. Um, I think we acted on the best intelligence that we had at the time. What I, what I learned from that experience, I think, though, is to be more selective um, and try to only go when you absolutely have to go. Now, you can make, Definitely. I think, a legitimate... But I think you can make a case on ISIS. I think you can make a legitimate case on both sides of that. I mean, yeah. I think you could make the case that, look... You know, it's time to go get these guys before they get any stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also already have troops there. 
um, and wouldn't have to necessarily go make this a whole big effort. It would be nice if we could do do it um, more efficiently. Doesn't seem like it would be that tough of an argument to get uh, some of these other countries involved either with yeah. more of a role, yeah, especially France. now. France and Germany. Like Nine thousand troops in there now, eight thousand troops in there right mm, now. Something, something like that. Something like that. If we could get mm. five to eight thousand from four or five more countries um, and and pop in there and like really do this as a team effort, you know, I, I think that would be interesting. I mean, I think that would be something. I mean, we already have troops in there anyway. Um, I think that would be something interesting to pursue. Do I want to go in there and say, hey, the America's coming back in and we've got 100,000 troops again? Not really. I mean, not really. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's a weird line there because I think you could also make the case that while they have succeeded in attacks, do we put 100,000 troops in harm's way because, you know, 110 people have been killed in our country? It's terrible. It should not happen. But do we go and, and do that or do we wait? And uh, and, you know, go with our current effort and maybe up the bombings and try to do it a little bit more that way and, and do it in Afghanistan. I mean, you know, Obama, I have no faith in Obama executing a strategy. Correct. However, the strategy, if executed by someone competent, could work if with, mm-hmm. say, 10 to 20,000 troops, a lot of special ops training Afghan forces, uh, building up and assisting groups, um, uh, you know, that we've featured on documentaries here. Um, I think if you do that, you you have hope. Um, I just have no, I have no belief that Obama is capable of doing these things. We've done a lot of training. We've gone in there. I don't know that that, I mean, I I, really, I think we're down to uh, waiting until it gets bad enough to just go in and have to slap it down. And I mean, by, by that, I mean rubble. How do you feel about this slogan mm-hmm. in inviting the rest of the world to join us? Mm-hmm. We've upped our bombings. Now, <laughs> up yours. What do you think of that? Pretty good. It's pretty good, Pretty right? good. Pretty good. Yeah, I think I like it might it. work. Did you just, did that just, I just come It to just you? hit me. It just hit me. Uh, more Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. We've upped our bombings. Yeah. Now, up yours. Right? I mean, that's, that's effective. In fact, tell me the French could resist that. I don't know. I don't think so. Seven two seven back. It's uh, Pat and Stu. I hate this time of day. Oh man, what are you gonna do? I hate it. No, I just hate it. Yeah, there's nothing we can do. But nothing I hate we can this do. Time of day. Nothing we can do. We could take away the segment. <laughs> I, I guess, but that means we could. have to do another segment. Right. That's why we have this. You know, the... here are some stories that Ooh. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us, so we don't have to talk anymore. You guys, I guess I can find something. <laughs> no, I, mean, I'm gonna I didn't even know it was going to be a... I'm going to break this over your head. I'm going to break this over your head. Uh, please make it stop. Why doesn't the pain stop? Okay, do it. Jeffy, go ahead. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, our president, uh, President uh, Barack Obama. Is he still president? Uh, reaching the uh, $10 million a year uh, on uh, travel costs. 
as president of the United States. So congratulations. Ten million a year. Uh, he's over 80 million uh, mm. spent now. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about uh, John Kerry and his little climate change uh, talk. Well, uh, Obama's um, hydrofluorocarbons are killing the planet. And uh, at a bigger rate than terrorism. It's our, it's our biggest national co- security concern. Temperatures that are blazing that are, are biggest... 0.9 <laughs> degrees higher than 100 years ago, uh-huh. Stu. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Uh, his uh, little trip to uh, the uh, climate change conference, uh-huh. uh, only, only uh, for Obama and his staff, cost taxpayers a yes. total. Mm-hmm. Of two million, almost three million dollars. Yeah, it was two point nine seven five or something. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. Just a, a million, one, a little over one million three hundred twenty-four thousand uh, for uh, just the overall cost, and then the flight and other expenses. Uh, you know, million six hundred fifty-two thousand. That's all. Don't worry about any of that. And I noticed yeah. also on nobody does. No, of course not. Nobody I mean, does. and they break it down. And I noticed one of the breakdowns, um, uh, another breakdown. Uh, not this one, had the actual breakdowns for uh, rental car fees. And some cities are practically nothing, and other cities like Los Angeles and I think Miami were through the roof on rental car fees. It's really weird. Mm -hmm. I I don't quite understand why that would be. I'm going to have to break that up. But, like, they spent uh, 706,000 on hotels. Uh, in in uh, at the climate in France, they spent five hundred and thirty one thousand dollars on rental vehicles. And for how many people Come is that? On. How many how many people does that include? That's what I'd like to know. Is that just? I mean, it's, it's not just everyone, Obama, right? right? That's Obama and his staff. But how big is that staff? And what kind of? I mean, what kind of swanky place are they staying at on our dime? Oh well, I mean, you don't expect. Okay, we don't expect the president to stay at Motel Six, do we? No. No, we do not. But neither do I necessarily expect him to stay at a Four Seasons hotel. Uh, I mean, does he need to stay at the nicest place in every city he goes to? Uh, apparently he thinks so. He thinks so. I, I'm sure he thinks so. Do the American people think so? <laughs> I mean, we all understand, yeah, he's not going to stay in some dive. And there are con- security concerns. But is a, you know, Holiday Inn Express... Adequate for him. I mean, no. it would make him smarter. <laughs> no, right? Maybe he'd know something about the economy. No, perhaps. Way. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, probably not going to happen. But though. you know, they, I'm sure he stays at the finest hotel in every city he travels to. Yeah, oh, I mean, of course. He's and so does the whole staff. Yeah, I mean, and that's where you get into the questionable stuff. The president of the United States, if he wants to stay at a nice hotel, whatever. I mean, the security, the most important Except thing is whatever the paying for. I know, but the most important thing is the security <laughs> right. aspects of it. And, yeah. I mean, and a lot of times these hotels can provide things that others can't. And, uh, you know, the cost of the president himself moving around is not necessarily my concern. The entourage is, is probably um, oh, yeah, significant. Um, in oh, that, yeah. In that it, uh, there's a lot of people there who are just politi- political operatives that we wind up paying for. I mean, you know, remember, technically, people like Jay Carney and whatever his face is that's uh, replaced him. Mm-hmm. Ernest. Ernest, Josh Ernest. Ernest, are employees of us. I mean, they're, that's a public information post. However, it's obviously just a political operative. Uh, who's, you know, telling the media a bunch of lies every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so those things wind up uh, going on our tab. Yeah. Uh, but still, I, I, I don't want to pay for that crap, but I, you know, I under, I'm not going to worry too much 
about you know the the cost on the president? I mean, we could honestly. I mean, he should be Skyping more. Honestly, what we should be more concerned about is the global warming. The global toll. warming. Yes. How yeah. many car rentals At are you saying? the global warming climate oh, thing, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're doing $3 million to yes. stay there. Yeah. Yes. Stay home and do it on, do it on Skype. Yes, and uh, they break down for the different cities. I mean, I, I've got to find that list. I was looking for it, but I couldn't find it. Of the breakdown of the cities, like L.A., they, rent, uh, they spend so much on rental cars, but then they break it down specifically, thousands of dollars. Like in this city, they spend $10,000 on rental cars. And in another city, they spend $500. So I'm not sure what, hmm. why, it, why it's that way. It, doesn't, it didn't make so any sense to me. Why are they even me. in cars? Uh, are, do bicycles not work for people? <laughs> okay. you, get on, you get off the plane, mm-hmm. you get on your bicycle. You, you know. Fresh air. We've seen Barack on a bicycle before. It looks uh, great. Less emissions. I mean, it's a girly bicycle, but still. Right. With a banana seat. Okay, yeah. Jody, what else so, you got? And then I'd like to congratulate, but, uh, you know, Mike Piazza, Ken Griffey Jr., going into the yeah. going into Cooperstown. Pretty big. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, pretty really? big. Going to Cooperstown this past so weekend. So just exciting. Griffey uh, and Mike Piazza. And Piazza. Piazza, Piazza finally but, made it. Yeah, huh? yeah. He absolutely 100% deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And, of course, Griffey does as well. Yeah, but everybody's tainted with the uh, steroid deal. Not really Griffey. Uh, I don't know about There's that. There's kind of a, a blanket tainting yes. of everybody in this era and so everybody goes in there with everybody who's a power hitter is like uh, everybody looks yeah. skew at them and thinking well you know and that's what stopped biggio craig biggio from the astros initially but he got in too so i don't know uh will do you, do you think like the sammy sosas and the mark mcguires will ever get in with their I five and six hundred home runs i don't know that so so will i i i feel like bonds might eventually just because his he was I mean, so just good crazy. for so I know. long. I mean, I, but I, I don't. I mean, I'm probably in the minority. If they do Bonds, though, they got to do they got to do the rest of them, right? They Not really. Make... Bonds is better than all of them. Yeah, Bonds well. is better than anyone who's ever played. Well, basically, then, when it's, statistically, know, I, basically, that's true. My favorite now, I mean, meme. There's, there's, there's asterisks all over that statement. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, like you could make the argument. He's got more home mm-hmm. runs than anybody, everybody else. Mm-hmm. He's bro- he broke every walk record um, that was in the era. Um, he, uh, I mean, he was hitting 370 in these years. I mean, I, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame um, from the perspective of, uh, you know, statistics Numbers. and and his performance. Performance. On the field. I mean, Pete yeah. Rose does, of course, too. Well, that's my fa- my favorite meme going around uh, this weekend that I saw was the picture of Pete Rose with the caption, "Can the FBI review my case?" <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's interesting. I, I'd rather have a guy like Pete Rose who who he nothing tainted his performance on the field. You know, it's just the gambling thing, and, so and that was all pretty much after. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's an insane. I don't, I don't even understand that a, situation. It's a weird line that to sure draw. Is. Um, but uh, he, I mean, Barry Bonds. I mean, what was this when he hit seventy three home runs? Yeah, that year seventy. Was uh, it 73? I think yeah, it was I think 73. It was. I think it was um, 73. I mean, those years are so out of control. All right, let me, uh, let me give you a couple of these here real quick. Ball and I was, of course, right. at uh, Minute Maid Park for the record-tying home run. Oh, yeah, you got to tell the story. This is great. Yeah, 73. Well, I'm pulling this up. We can pull it. Well, I was, I was in Minute Maid Park <laughs> for the first three for walks. That, for that. He for was administered for the intentional walks. Yeah. You were there for that game. I was there for the game. Yeah, you were there we for were the game. in a, a, a nice suite that the company provided and, and uh, having hot dogs and eating. And How great is that? Doing ice cream and just having a great time. And he was on boys. 69 home runs at this point or 70? Yeah, he's, he's, I think he was on 70 home runs and this was to break the record. Okay. Okay. So he's tied 
right now at 70 home runs with Mark McGuire. And uh, my son, my youngest son, was four at the time, and he wanted to go home beginning at about the second inning. <laughs> so after he was done with his hot dog, he's pretty well done with the game. But we lingered and and uh, and and were there in the fourth inning, the fifth inning. And I think he, Bonds had been intentionally walked by the Astros twice up until this point. Stayed till the seventh. He was walked again. I think I think he was walked the first three times he got up to bat. And we're like, okay, um, you know, Daniel wants to go home. Sean's not very happy at this point. Had the company replenished food, though? I got to get up really early in the morning. Yes, the food had been replenished, but I I was tired. Let's just go home because we're not going to see anything anyway. So on the way home, I turn on the game on our sister station. And uh, we're on I-10 headed back uh, to my house in uh, Katy, Texas. And uh, here, Milo Hamilton, who's uh, no longer with us, but he announces the uh, home run that Barry Bonds hits as I'm on my drive home on the freeway. (laughs) That's unbelievable. They, for whatever reason, decide to pitch to him in like the eighth or ninth inning after the whole game intentionally walking him. And then I'm not there. And he hits, he hits the go-ahead home run to, to take the all-time record. It's, it's amazing. Just, it pisses me off to this day. Listen to this run real quick, and then we'll take a break. <laughs> this is incredible. But you were there. You were able to say you were at but the game. But I was game. there. I was at the game. I was at the game. 336 with 46 home runs. Okay. Then three. 312 with 37. 294 with 33. 308 with 42. 291 with 40. 303 with 37. 262 with 34, he was hurt that year. 306 with 49. 328 with 73. 370. Wait, he hit 328 the year he broke the record? 73 home runs and 137 RBIs. Wow. 370 the next year with 46 home runs. 70. Think of that. 341 with 45. So he's banging them, man. 362 with 45 in 2004. Then he was hurt the next year. What is his lifetime average? uh, Finishing up. This last two years, in 2006, he had 270 with 26 home runs uh, for part of the year. Now, he's his last year. Last year. His last year, I don't know how old he was this year. He was in the league forever. He was 56 years old. 276 with 28 home runs still that year. Listen, but real quick, listen to these on-base percentages. Wow. Listen to these. Oh, Four, right. I'm just picking them right now. 461, 446, 438, 389, he was hurt. 440, 515, wait, wait. 582 on-base percentage. 60% of the time. That's amazing. 529, and then 609 in 2004. I mean, Bonds gets up to bat, you know he's going to be on base. That's insane. You know he's getting on board. Uh, wow. On board. And right, the lifetime true. average? Uh, 290, uh, 298. Uh, 762 home runs in 1,996 oh 1, RBIs. More impacts to in mere moments. More impacts to in mere moments. Go, 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 go. Go to break, go to break. Almost wow. 2,000 RBIs. I mean, wow. again, I know he, he probably took some roids, and he's kind of sort of a man, kind of, but still. He's kind so of jerk. The media yeah, didn't like him. That's kind of yeah. the bigger part, isn't it? Yeah. That's insane. So in the uh, 
uh, draft of uh, nights to watch the DNC convention. Jeffy picked last, as he usually does uh, in life, and selected tonight. Uh, I did, but I'm ready to trade now. I want to trade. What do you want? What do you want to trade? I'll trade with Pat. Uh, I won't trade. No. I mean, I, I will maybe with uh, some cash considerations. I'd be interested in in a future uh, draft discussion. Pick? Yeah. <laughs> Cash? Yeah, I mean, I got like they got to pay. I had the number two pick. I, you're you're like, talking to four. Jeffy. What do you have? Like oh, he's got six he, cents in your pocket? Yeah, he's I mean, stolen I'll, something from someone. You know what? I'll do it tonight. <laughs> I got it. <laughs>